This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Okay, everybody. What's up? I'm your host, Peter Kim. I'm one of the hosts. The other host of this show, Unji Kim, she's she's out for the count, folks. She's sick. She does not have COVID. She wants me to let everyone know. Okay, it's just a regular, regular ass sickness. Um, she's gonna be fine. She's she's gonna she's in bed right now. But you know she sounds she sounds crazy. So she's not gonna be joining us today. Uh, but she wanted me to tell you guys. Um, she's so sorry, and she she's sorry to miss this because you know, and she like. She never misses shit. You know, like I'm the one who's always like skimping out and she she's doing the uh, the the solo stuff. I I, re- I I don't really do the solo stuff. This is, I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little nervous to be honest. Last time I had to do a solo stuff, I kind of chickened out and brought in my brother for like a little segment talking shit about our mom. <laughs> and um I brought in my friend Steve, my writing partner at that point. Cuz I, I don't know. I I guess I do stand up and stuff, but to speak into a microphone into the void by myself um yeah it feels a little weird but um you guys are listening so thank you so much i'm just gonna imagine i'm having a conversation with you the listener right now where are you right now are you are you in your house in your car are you are you just are you driving to to see your family that you don't want to see oh god i feel for you i feel for you so hopefully this will be a, a fun hour for um for all of us well, I, I'm gonna try. It. We'll figure it out. Okay. First and foremost, before we get into kick-ass Koreans, Kia, um, I have to shout out my Patreon people, my Patreon gold members, because I'm realizing that we've promised to shout you out on the pod, the Patreon gold members, and we've never done it, and um, not because of anything else besides the fact that Unjay and I are bad at this. We're not good, clearly. You, those of you, okay, those of you who've been listening since 2017, it hasn't gotten much better, right? It, it's, eh. you know, you listen because you just throw it on. You're m- making dinner. I bet most of you don't even really uh, um, uh, are listening that closely to what we're talking about, and that's a good thing because it'll probably make you stupid because we barely know what the fuck we're talking about. We're usually just angry and then kind of navel gazing and talking about our mental mental wellness and <laughs> and lack thereof and how our family and friends contribute to that. Um, but anyway, um, today I want to shout out our Patreon gold members. Thank you, Patreon gold members. Uh, you guys are the ones that are like, really driving the ship here you know like of course every level helps but these guys are putting in the monty hunty okay so i i gotta give a shout out uh, i'm just gonna go down the row here we got from most recent we have connie hong unsun chun jennifer jackson uh jj what's up melissa wood uh tori eskleman i'm so sorry if i fucked up that name but you know who you are we've been chatting on the patreon app you're cool Um, also I want to shout out those who have fallen off the Patreon gold those who have contributed, but for some reason you have, you have to move on. Maybe it was a COVID thing, you know, um, you lost your job. Maybe you just realized that like, we're not really worth supporting because (laughs) we're not that consistent with the Patreon content, but I will say 
um, we just put up a Patreon uh, uh, thing today or yesterday, and it was um, it's Unji's beauty secrets, her her skincare secrets. She she. By the way, my face is getting w- way better, so I have to uh, update with her on that. But uh, go check that out if you're a Patreon member; it'll be up there. Um, so for for those of us who who no longer are with us in the Patreon world, but have once been a gold level member. Shout out to Mary Stone. Shout out to Suyi Owens. Okay, um, and then also those those people who just canceled out of it. Crystal Yu. Okay, Jesse Cajo, wonderful fan uh, of the pod, friend of the pod. Jill Romero, great friend of the pod as well. These people have really helped us out. Thank you so much. Um, you guys are kick ass. You know, some of you are Korean, some of you are fuckers, but. All of you are kick-ass, and thank you so much. Another special shout-out also to Gardener O'Kane. Man, we've we've gone back and forth uh, with a couple of different things you've done for us, but uh, or we've done for you, etc., um, email exchanges. But um, thank you so much for making a donation to uh, AAAJ, Asian Americans Advancing Justice, in our name. That was so cool of you. Um, greatly appreciated. Um, I'm sure the money went to a great cause as well, especially during these times of, you know, Asian hate crimes and uh, underreportedness and all that. Like, you know, whatever. There's there's a lot going on. So thank you for the money. Um, so thank you for the Patreon members. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Uh, clearly, you know, we could do the show without you, but we don't want to. We love you. Um, and, and also the Patreon members. Uh, of all levels, are getting your merch. Um, I I'm, I have like sixteen, st- like a stack of sixteen envelopes right next to me right now that I'm looking at that I'm going to be sending out. But some of y'all, it's for gold members. You have to send us your T-shirt sizes. Just just uh, yeah, uh, message us back on the on the Patreon because I don't want to send you like a s- small if you're large or a large if you're small. You know, I want you to wear it and, and be cute. You know, so uh, send us your sizes. If you don't send us your sizes by the end of the year, which you still have a lot of days, it's December nineteenth. We're just gonna send you whatever size we have, and then hopefully you fit it. If not, you know, um, I, I don't know. Give it to someone in your life that fits a gift. You know, something like that. Anyway, they're cute T-shirts. Um, uh, and those of you who are not Patreon members, g- give a gander. I just told you um, probably not to do it because we don't update enough. But in the new year, we're going to be updating way more. You know why? Because we found, finally found a rhythm uh, with the Patreon as well. It took us a while to get get the rhythm of Chicago, L.A. Now we've got the rhythm of Patreon. You guys, things are happening. Things are happening in a good way, and it's our year five into the podcast. Those of you who know um, uh, about the Patreon, you know you get that extra spicy, steamy tea. So please get on that. And those of you who don't have that extra quan to to contribute to the Ajima show, that's okay. What you can do is give us a pr- little promo. Share us. Tag us on, in something you see that's cute or write a review for us. Oh, that would be really great. Last review we got on Apple iTunes. Great review. But that was July. You know, the the algorithm or, or whatever the fuck, you know, like you need things need to be like pushed and and and, and forwarded and stuff like that. So th- please do the promotions, do the things for us if you don't have the money. And if you don't want to do that at all and just want to listen and be like, fuck you, I have fun, but stop asking me for stuff. All right, I get it. I listen to certain podcasts, and they're like, they're always like, 
uh, joined the thing and I'm like, just give it to me for free. Ah, just give it to me. I get it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not blaming you. It's hard out there. Whatever you can do to, to support, even if you just want to download, do it. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Moving on. It's time for Kick-Ass Korean Kia. I felt so crazy doing it alone. That was so stupid. It sounded ridiculous. <laughs> it's cool and silly if two of us are doing it, but to do it alone? Oh, yeah, yeah. What am I doing? Anyway, Kick-Ass Korean this week is none other than Miss America herself, Miss Emma Broyles. That's right. 19-year-old sophomore from Arizona State University. She just won the title of Miss America. A Korean-American won the title of Miss America. Now, you might be thinking, Peter, who the fuck cares about Miss America? Isn't this some kind of, like, antiquating misogynist? I'm sure it is. And I, I honestly did not even want to shout this out, but I thought it was the same thing as Miss USA. Miss America, Miss USA. I thought it was the same thing. It's not. Apparently, it's not. Miss USA is that like kind of creepy one that Trump was a part of and he was like sneaking into dressing rooms and be like, hey, you know, that that's Miss USA. Apparently, if you win Miss USA, you move on um, to be to be uh, a contestant for Miss Universe, which that's crazy. Universe. Really? you're going to have uh, all the entire, more like Miss Planet. What about Miss Earth? Miss Universe? How dare you? That That's that kind of like Earth-centric way of thinking. Like, it's so, come on. You don't think there are aliens out there? Like hot-ass alien, like beautiful, gorgeous, smart aliens? Miss Universe? Really? GTFO. Come on. But Miss America is a different organization, very different. Um, actually, in fact, in 2018, Miss America stopped the swimsuit section, which I, I, I'm, I'm glad for that. You know, why, why do we need to be in a swimsuit? Like an evening gown. Okay, we want to see her style. Like, what's your, what's, your, what's your brand? You know, you're like, what's your color theory? Your color story? What kind of palette are you working with? Okay, that, that, we get a point of view. Sure, but a swimsuit? The fuck we got? That's just pure objectification, isn't it? Anyway, um, in 2018, they um, now just do the talent portion instead, which is great because talent is also a, a great thing to see. You know, because it, it gives us who you are, like what you're interested in, and what you spent a lot of time um, perfecting or being pretty good at. But swimsuit, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so like, yeah, talent portion, great. I love that. And uh, but what? What if your talent is like wearing the fuck out of a swimsuit? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's so dumb. Anyway, um, I read a little more into Miss America, and um, it has a lot of cool um like beginnings to it. It started back in 1919. It took us um dip during the. Um, the Great Depression, which makes sense. Like, it'd be weird if people are, like, out there, you know, fucking fighting over an apple core. And then, <laughs> and then we're putting on a beauty pageant. You know, I, I'm sure that wasn't the, the you know, the vibe back then. So uh, it's it had its, like, fits and starts. But Miss America, 
uh, it has been around for a while, and it's also um, the beginnings of it was to start giving women um, more opportunities. Um, either to go to school scholastically in the work, I guess not so much in the workplace, but to be schooled. Back then, there was you know 1919. No one, no woman's going to school, like barely even considered a, a full human being. You know, so um, so this is really cool. And um, Emma, Miss Miss Broyles, Miss America, um, is is from Alaska, and she's the first Miss Alaska to win Miss America. Which is incredible. She's breaking. I mean, uh, give it to a Korean American to be fucking breaking constant records. You know, overachiever much, but uh, she she is kick ass, and um, she's uh, she's chosen the Special Olympics to lend her platform to, um, and she's going to be receiving a hundred thousand dollars in college tuition. So. She's gonna be able to pay off ASU. This is fucking cool. This is amazing. And um, so I, I just wanted to shout her out. Um, you know, I, I obviously don't know much about her, but she seems very cool and smart and obviously beautiful. And I hope she uh, has a great reign. And I'm so excited that we got a Korean American Miss America. <laughs> I never cared about this thing till just now. <laughs> and you probably haven't either. But um, but yeah. Emma Royals, kick ass. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, I'm back. So it is um, December 19th when I'm recording this, and Christmas is right around the corner. I don't know if you guys are um, celebrating Christmas. Uh, or other some other type of winter solstice pagany holiday thing, but whatever you're you're um, celebrating, this is this tends to be the time, the wind down time, where everyone's trying to like huddle up with family, or you know, um, figure or go somewhere warm as a family, or, or or whatever. Like family, it's like family time, which is making me really think like, what is what is family? What is my family? Uh, of course, I have, you know, my mom, my brother. I have cousins that I don't really talk to. Actually, one of my cousins reached out to me last week, um, and I was surprised. I thought I had no idea where she was. I don't have Facebook, so I was like, y- you know, maybe we'll get in contact. Maybe we won't, but she reached out to me, and, and, and a lot of cousins have been reaching out to me lately, and, I, I, you know... Family's been a tough thing for me. I I grew up in a very, um, you know, very Korean immigrant, hot-tempered, very violent, um, erratic household. And, and it was a lot. And no one ever talked about it. Everybody got beat. All, my cousins, my uncle would be beating my cousins down. And of course, you know, like I- I'm the good one, <laughs> or like I wasn't part of whatever the fuck the beatdown was, and I'd just be sitting there like awkwardly eating my like biokuk, you know, seaweed soup, <laughs> and I remember thinking like, this, why is this like, my white friends never have to go through this, my Chinese friends, my Chinese friends never have to go through this, like they kind of look like us, but they have, you know. They have a different kind of thing, and like this type of um, 
dynamic in in Korean American families or like immigrant families in general, um, old school families. This is uh, it's something that we we have to we have to talk about. You know, of course we don't want to talk about, it, especially during Christmas time. But like, okay, so one uh, the, my my mom was here for Thanksgiving. I tried to talk to her about like how how bad it was when we were young and with our dad, and she was just like, bah, 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 I don't know. Wait, we're not talking about that. I don't want to talk about it. And you could tell that she was like brought back to that moment and like triggered. But she has no way to engage with it. And I don't know. I don't know how to engage with it. I, well, do we not talk about it anymore? Like, what the fuck? You know, like, is this something that we just like do we've deal with with individually with our own therapist and then fuck it? Like, that's that's all we do. Like. I don't know. So I've been thinking about family a lot and why, especially these days, like there's not a lot of getting togetherness because of COVID. So the family uh, dynamic during Christmas is changing a lot. And it's really starting to, you know, become loosened and people are having excuses for not going home and not seeing their mom who's going to nag them about their weight. Or their dad, who's going to make some fucked up comment about, you know, other races or, you know, we're, we're just saying we're drawing our boundaries is what's happening. And, and I, I wonder, like, as I look forward to, like, what kind of family I want to have, because my partner and I are getting domestically partnered. I don't know if I've said that yet on the podcast. Maybe I. I, maybe I haven't, but we're doing the thing. We're paying 33 bucks to the Secretary of State, and we're getting the fucking the notary public, and we're doing it. We're doing the dang thing, and, you know, part of the conversation was the future and what we want together, and if we want kids, if we want a family, and all the, the answer is yes, and that's why we're doing this. We want a family together, and because we're gay and we're never going to have a child randomly you know um god's never gonna gift us with 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 a bun in the oven um we we get to really think through this and and kind of prepare emotionally and intellectually for this and physically i mean we're gonna have to be fit to be carrying kids around and whatever so like you know i i want a family but i'm constantly afraid because i haven't resolved my early childhood and family dynamics with my own family that I'm just going to repeat the same shit. Like, do you guys ever feel that? Like, are you, for those of you who are mothers and fathers um, or parents or guardians of children, like, do you ever think about that? Um, And how do you reconcile that? You know? And, I guess no one really has an answer because everybody says like, Oh, you're never ready till you're ready. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I, how to start doing that. So anyway, I, I, we've been having my partner and I have been having discussions about like what we're going to do as far as like children. Do we adopt? Do we do a surrogate, et cetera. And, you know, obviously financials has a lot to do with whatever we decide to do, but I, when we do have a family, I really want to 
kind of like start from scratch and maybe traditions, new traditions, you know, maybe it's not always this American white hallmark Christmas tradition. It's because like, what does it even mean? Like, what does Christmas mean to Koreans? We don't. What What is that? Like, what what was Christmas? What was December spent like in Korea to our people, our ancestors before the introduction of the Western hegemony? Like, what what do we do? <laughs> it was the darkest night of the year, right? So, um, is it is it the darkest night of the year? Or I forget. I forget how equinoxes work, but. Um, is it equinox or solstice? Whatever. It doesn't even matter. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but you guys know what I'm saying, right? Like we, we get introduced to this like white Christianity in the 1950s, 40s, 50s, probably even earlier through like, you know, Japanese, um, colonialism times and expeditions from Western, uh, forces, etc. But yeah, you know, Christianity is a new thing to Koreans. Pretty new. You know, like we were doing like Shintoism and Buddhism and all that, you know, Korean shamanic stuff before Christianity and Christianity just took over as it does. And and now we celebrate Christmas and like, but like, what is that? Why? Why? Do we know why we do that? And is there another way we can can celebrate like the idea of family and togetherness and sharing and stuff like that. That's not Christmas, you know, like I know, I know like people are like, don't come for Christmas. You know, you can try to cancel Christmas. I'm not doing that, but I just want to, I love Christmas. Like I love Christmas songs. I love, you know, Bing Crosby. Trust me. Like I have the Christmas jazz playlist on iTunes going nonstop. I'm the first bitch to go out there and get a fucking tree you know, like I, I have the in in stupid amount of ornaments that I've collected and I hoard because I'm sentimental and nostalgic and corny like that. Like I am corny. I love that stuff, but like I can't help but wonder, like, why do we do the things we do? Do we just do them because it feels safe? You know, Christmas never really felt safe for me. That's not a thing. That I always, I go back to and be like, ah, a wonderful cozy Christmas with my family where we sat around the fire and told stories and drank. Like, we didn't do shit like that. My my family was usually in (laughs) some kind of casino and we, we just didn't, we didn't get into that kind of stuff. So like, why do I, why do I, I I, kind of yearn for that kind of stability and that kind of quote normalcy because I've always felt so like unearthed you know during the holidays and without a paddle and like i honestly from since i could remember i was working i was doing holiday shifts at the gap and (laughs) someone's got to work at the fucking gap during the holidays you know i'll tell you this one story so i was working at the gap this is a just quick sidebar i was working at the gap and the gap kids actually and i was at the gap kids in in the um dressing room like Post kids dressing room, uh, handling that part, right? So like once the moms or dads or you know gay parents or whatever are have thrown 
you know, strewn their kid, you know, tiny pants and sweaters and t-shirts and whatever the fuck all over. Some this one time, someone left a dirty diaper. I mean, people are fucking animals during the holiday time. You, we just turn off our like people brains and, and become like consumer lizards, you know. And anyway, so I, I was working at, at this horrible fucking job. And do you know how hard it is to fold kids' clothes? There's there's no there's not enough material to fold. You know, you do like one fold and it awkwardly just sits. It's the worst. It's the worst. Anyone who's worked at a kid's like retail store will tell you it's the fucking worst. And the parents are so entitled because why wouldn't they be? They're coming into your store to pay fucking $60 for a pair of, for, you know, 16 inches of denim. Get the fuck, what? No, if I, see, if I was a parent, I'd be fucking pissed. I would have left that diaper there. You know, I would have taken my my own shit in the room. <laughs> um, but anyway, sorry to go there. Um, but anyway, I was I, I was doing this stupid job, and my my friends, you know, in high school, we they were all getting together at at one of our friends' house, Keith's house, and Keith had a huge house. He's got he's got the like party house that everyone goes to. We went there to um, play video games and watch WrestleMania. And we also wrestled each other. You know, it was very, uh, you know, 90s Korean-American homoerotic. A lot of donk chips. You guys remember donk chips? That, you know, uh, just like we were just horny boys all like wanting to dominate and submit. It, it, it felt very homoerotic. Maybe I was the only one because I'm the gay one. but And everybody else was straight. All 20 other Guys I was hanging out with, completely heterosexual and Asian. I'm not saying, but I'm saying, you know? Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so they're all hanging out. And I'm, I have, like, the biggest FOMO. Oh, my God. I've quit jobs on the first day because of FOMO, right? So um, I, I, I'm, I'm working, and I kind of, like, say, like, <laughs> I'm can't i have a cold you know and i'm just really feigning sickness and they're like are you short like why don't you just get some tea and then come back after 15 minutes and i'm like no i i can't i can't talk right now it's just really you know really doing the unji kim thing right now you know just like (laughs) feigning sickness to get out of work and they let me go so i go and um what they're doing is after kisas they're like oh let's go into the city so we all go into the city to go see the tree you know like new york i don't know what's new york's like now it's with omicron and all that post delta like uh, new york sounds like it's a complete different city but back in 1996 it was gorgeous you know like pre 911 ugh it was it new york it was the place <sighs> And anyway, so we go to the city and we're, we're we go to the tree, take pictures, and we're like, let's go to Serendipity. Remember, Serendipity was a huge thing when that movie came out. Everyone wanted to go Serendipity, to, like, to drink like a, a sixteen dollar hot chocolate or something. That was the thing. So we're doing the thing, and then my friends are like, let's go to Banana Republic because that's where we used to steal from. That was our like, we in nineties, Banana Republic did not have, um. Uh, strong like tags. They om- it was almost like 
a toy tag they put on there. You could just just pop it out. <laughs> anyway, so that's what me and my friends that we we used to like steal clothes and sell them back. To, and Banana Republic would buy the clothes back. I remember they, there was a cash back thing where you would return a clothes and they would give you cash back for their clothes. It was crazy. The nineties was nuts, y'all. Like they just, I, I I think they just like trusted everyone. And of course, like us being who we are, we we came the system and we would like sell uh, um, steal all these like cashmere sweaters and leather jackets and we would sell them and we would bring it back and be like oh my mom got me this i don't want this can i get cash for this and they'll be like here's 175 dollars." <laughs> so we would like make so much money doing this scam and um that day we go in and i you know i was pretty good at the stealing i gotta say and i i, I stole a bunch of stuff and we're, we leave and we're I'm, this is the 32nd street gap the huge one Oh, no, sorry, Banana Republic. Uh, the 34th Street, if you guys are familiar with New York, like um, Herald Square where the Macy's is and everything. Anyway, so it's like right near K-Town. So we're like, we're like oh, let's go Durebang. We're going to go drink at Blue Cafe. Blue. Ah, where you write on the walls. We used to just all... I go talk about nostalgia. But anyway, so we we get we get the thing and we come out and my, my buddy friend, he's like, oh, did you get something for me? And I was like, no, man. He's like... God, it's Christmas time. I really want this sweater. Can you please? Uh, you, you're the best at it. Like, you could be in and out. Come on. And I was like, well, he, he, he said I'm the best at it. So, you know, he tickled my ego. So I go in and take one more sweater. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go to Blue. Have some peach soju and get fucked up. And as I'm leaving... The security guard grabs my collar, the back of my collar, and yerk, jerks me back. He's like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, shit. And my friend, friend, he looks at me through the sliding doors, and he, his eyes are bulging out. And he tells his friend, our friends, he's like, run. So they all run to Blue, and I get caught you know, by the security guard. He brings me downstairs, and he checks my information, and turns out, that I'm an employee of Gap Kids, you know, in Queens. Like, he sees that and Gap and Banana Republic is the same company. So he's like, what the fuck? You work for the company. What are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. And he calls the fucking Baby Gap or the Gap Kids that I work at saying, like, you know, we have your employee, blah, blah. He's caught, caught stealing, blah. It's like, what? I thought he went home because he was sick. He went to go steal at Banana Republic. What the fuck? That's a different type of sickness. You know, like, man, it was so embarrassing. Not only did I get caught stealing, I got caught stealing all that other stuff that I already had walked out with. And I got fired from my baby gap job <laughs> at the same time. And it was like December 19th, like right before Christmas. And I remember thinking like, man, this could not get worse this Christmas. Uh, but... um. And it didn't. It got better from there. Honestly, we we had a great time, me and my friends afterwards. And yeah, now I have a story to tell. But anyway, why do I talk about this? Why was I even talking? Oh, because Christmases. Yeah, I spent Christmases like that. You know, like just kind of latchkey with my friends going out like kind of Yachi vibes, <laughs> you know, like and it was, um, you know, looking back at it, I'm like, oh, how, how did I have the fucking balls, the stones to do shit like that? But now I can I can never. I'm, I'm too old and 
I have too much shame. <laughs> Back then, you're just like, fuck it. I don't care what. You know, you have no identity. You have you don't you don't give a fuck. But now, gosh. But anyway, so this Christmas, I just I, I'm just thinking about with the Omicron of it all and people being away from each other that like maybe it's OK. You know, maybe it's OK that we're not completely doing what we do every other year you know people are like oh man like i wish it was back to normal i wish you know but but if you really think back at it like was your normal that good you know like seeing everyone running through the fucking chicago o'hare airport like you know is it really i mean some people have great families and you guys have like a fucking mansion in Vail and you're all skiing and hot tubbing and having a good time. Sure. That sounds fun. But like for most of all, most of us, like we don't live that kind of life. We, we go back and we do the dinner. We eat too much. We probably get drunk and we say something and someone gets mad and you yell and you fight and you're hungover. You know, it's the whole thing. So I guess moral of the story is love where you are now. Whatever it is you're doing now, maybe that could be the new tradition. You know, traditions ebb and flow. And that's what's cool about traditions is that, like, you, they evolve. And, and you, you, take, you take what you want from it and then you, you know, discard the rest. As is culture. You know, culture is the same thing. Tradition, culture, traditions. And, you know, especially being kind of a hybrid generation of like Korean first, second generation Korean Americans. Like we don't know what the fuck to be doing. And for so long we were told, be told to like just assimilate, just act white as possible, you know? But um, maybe this is our chance to, to do it ourselves, to DIY it and Make our own traditions and 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 incorp- reincorporate that back into the national fabric, you know, or the global f- fabric, whatever. And you know, we don't always have to revert back to the things that we knew. You know, and sure, there's safety in that, there's warmth and blah blah. But if you dig dig deep enough, there's a lot of bullshit in that too. You know, so um, I hope you're happy. I hope you're warm. Healthy, y'all, this fucking, this corona thing is two years. I'm sick of it. Come on, guys, let's do better. <laughs> I know all of you listening are doing great. You you seem like, you feel like people who are just like doing the right thing, you know, probably getting yelled at in whatever place you're at with by idiots for doing the right thing. But don't worry, you know, like... People might get angry at you for for being empathetic or being, you know, smart or whatever, but it's you're you're better off for it. We're all better off for it, and we thank you for that. So for everyone doing their due diligence, I thank you for that. And happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I hope you get everything you want in this new year. And let's Let's set some intentions. It was a, a full moon, the last full moon of this year, last night. And um, my intention for this next year is to be um, be joyful and be bold. I want to seek joy and I want to seek adventure. I want to stop being scared. 
sick of it. I'm so tired of being scared, fear, you know, of of the unknown, of destitution, of poverty, of doing the wrong thing or being fired or whatever the fuck. Like, I'm just scared. I want to make more bold moves. I want to... I want to possess the Knight of Swords energy for those tarot folks out there, you know, movement and, and and bold choices in this coming year. Year of the Tiger, folks. I hope you got stabilized. Year of the Ox. Year of the Tiger. Let's go. Let's get out there and fucking let's kill it. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back. We are at a brand new section, probably only for this episode, um, because I am, I'm doing it alone, and you know me, I'm a coward, and I need to bring other people in. I'm not as good at this as Unji is. So um, welcome to this week's section called White Boy Learns Korean, Korean, Korean. <laughs> What's up, babe? Hi, hi. How are you? Hi. Please welcome Eric Lewis Baker. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't know if I was supposed to talk before you introduced me. So. No, there's no rules in this podcast. <laughs> okay, no rules, just right. <laughs> you are my uh, partner. Yes. And a uh, longtime listener of the podcast <laughs> yes. through our walls. Oh, yeah. I get it live and in person. Yeah. But first time on the pod. Yes. Thank you for having me. Welcome. The thank fans you, are probably you. screaming. <laughs> Yeah, and then they're going nuts. I speak about they're you. They're like, not enough white people on this podcast. <laughs> we need yeah. a white man in here, That's please. right. And, well, I brought you in because I thought it'd be nice to share. We have white people listen to our podcast, non, sure. you know, non-Koreans. We call them fuckers, yeah. friends of Koreans. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, uh, and also, there are people who have... Um, who are in relationships with, you know, interracial relationships that yeah. could maybe learn from uh, this corner okay. where we teach you a little bit of Korean yeah. and then, we, you know, we go from there. Okay. So uh, what did you want to learn today? Um, oh, well, first of all, before you do, could you tell the audience the stuff you already know? What I know in Korean. Yeah. In co- for context, we've been dating for... Oh, no. Over six years. <laughs> oh, come and on now. He has um he's really interested in learning Korean, so I've been <laughs> I've been feeding him a few words here and there. We obviously don't speak it in the house. No, we don't. But the setup of that how long we've been dating and then how many words I will know is not gonna make me look good. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that setup. I know uh yeah, I would say I know a handful of words and phrases. Okay. I know um Hello, Anyang mm-hmm. um, Haseo, mm-hmm. Good. and that's like the if you say it w- that way, that's like the respectful hello to to an elder, yeah, um, yeah. or to a stranger, or a stranger, right? Yeah, yeah. because we, we we give respect to strangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not our culture. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay, and then I I know how to say um, thank you, come mm-hmm. samnida. Um, I know how to say um, delicious. Moshisa mm. yo. No? Mashisa yo. Mm-hmm. Dang it. You always get those I two mixed up. I always get those two mixed it's up. It's hard because it's very close. Yes. It's yeah. very close to, I think the other one translates to fabulous. 
Yeah. What, what like it, uh, handsome. Handsome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Moshi Soyo. Yeah. Okay. Delicious is Mashi Soyo. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. okay. Um, That's a lot. Yeah. I know yeah. a few a, a few things. Yeah. 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 Okay. What would you like to learn today? Um, I would uh, love to. Let's see. I'm I'm making some potatoes for dinner right. tonight. Okay. So. Why? Are, <laughs> can you please explain why you're making potatoes tonight? Because it sounds like you're like a white man came onto the podcast. He's like, I'm boiling potatoes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to really double down. Um, <laughs> no, we're having a uh, a holiday meal tonight well mm. we're doing a dry run right a, a practice a run practice run for the holidays. we don't want to be embarrassed in front of our friends exactly yeah. no, no no god forbid <laughs> um and we're i we're trying out something new that's from my family my uncle mm-hmm. on my mom's side but he married in mm-hmm. um is uh mostly german mm. and he's the one i think who introduced this to us i think okay. the origin the origin is swiss i think mm-hmm. but germany and switzerland they're very close they yeah sh- they share a lot um and it's called raclette and it's like a table at the table kind of sure. cooking experience you have that a- was on um uh, housewives of salt lake city last is that week right? yeah oh, they okay. featured raclette Oh really? Yeah, so it's wow. in the zeitgeist, baby. We're there. But I've been before doing it for I saw years. that, yeah, I learned it at your um, tradition. Yeah, our, our first year back to your neck of the woods. Yeah, my aunt and uncle host it every year. Yeah, Paul and Sarah, and it's just a super fun family. We always do it right around Christmas, sometimes Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's just the most fun because everyone's getting to kind of make and cook at the table. And yeah, it's like a tabletop. It's very creative. Griddle. Yeah, you, you have your own little personal griddle mm. um, that you're melting cheeses in. Mm. We you, you generally have a variety of cheeses. Um, oh, I and the go base get... goes over the boiled potatoes, Lactate. right? That's your kind of starch base. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But then you just bring whatever you want. Truly, it's you know you it's a lot of prep work because you're just trying to slice everything beforehand so sure. that you can just cook it at the table. But it'll be anything from uh, mushrooms, uh, pickles. Um, Bananas, banana uh, peppers, you know, tons of different condiments. I brought Chandra Biggie today. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So anything goes. That's the beautiful thing is like mm-hmm. every year we're always trying out either some new ingredients or some new sauces or some new yeah. palate. So someone's it's, bringing like a new hot sauce yes. or like someone's bringing a new like yeah. tapanade. Or, right. Yeah. 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 So it's fun to just kind of open the doors to any flavors. And, yeah. Yeah. And I've enjoyed doing this tradition with yeah, your family so i'm glad that we're gonna bring it to our friends um yeah. at the cabin and we're gonna go uh introduce them to uh, our tradition yeah yeah, yeah so what would you like like to learn in korean today well let's start with the base how do you say potato potato is kamja 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 is that a g is that like a double g Come or no? Come like it's the cum. same thing as come samnida. Ah, same exact. Come yeah. Okay. Same exact syllable. Come oh. cha. Come cha. Okay. Come. Cool. Yeah. Come cha. Come cha. Yeah. Okay. Now are, does that change depending on like, uh, how they're cooked or, <laughs> or like are yeah, there different they're, words? If they're know, like the cut umbrella? thin and like deep fried, it's prenchipai. Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Kamja. Kamja is potato. Um, and then I guess. I, do you have a cur- word for cheese? Chija. Chija. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is just from cheese. Uh huh. It's taking that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They Chija. took it from us, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Kamja chija. And what's the third ingredient in raclette that's like your favorite? Oof. I'm weird. I really like bananas. Also a word that we don't have. Banana. Really? Banana, yeah. Uh, These are things that are not endemic to Korea. Right. So yeah. naturally, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um well let's how about wh- is there a word for pickle that's not kimchi? Is there just like pickle? But that's not what? like what's a pickle though? Like pickle cucumber? Right, right, right. Yeah, I guess what we call a pickle, mm-hmm. you know, in in America. Yeah. Um a pickled cucumber, yeah. Uh oi? Oi? Mm-hmm. It's oh, okay. pickled cucumber. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Or cucumber. Is it either? Oi kimchi. Oi kimchi? Is that would mean specifically pickled. Oi kimchi, yeah. Okay. No, like kimchi, kimchi pickled. Kimchi pickled. Not yeah. like dill pickled. Right, right, right. We don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't no, think... That's not your dill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll wrap up our section and only section ever on the Ajima Show. White boy learns Korean, 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 Korean. We'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. It's time for AMA. <laughs> Thank you for submitting your AMA questions. Uh, we got quite a few this week, but um, you know what? I'm going to answer all of them because it's a special episode and I want to get to everyone. It's, you know, it's the holiday spirit. It's all about giving. So um, one of our questions, well, actually all of our questions comes from Instagram. Thank you guys for submitting your questions. Um, our first question is, uh, says you mentioned Ethereum in a previous episode. Can you talk more about your thoughts about crypto in general? Yes, I can. So, um, cryptocurrency uh, is something that I've been kind of toying with. And um, again, I, you know, I, I talked about it with Unji uh, and on the pod, but you really should only be um, using this as you invest in anything. Like nothing should be a YOLO and I'm not a financial consultant or advisor. So please don't take my advice. This is just for entertainment purposes only. But what I do is I trade it like when I go to Vegas, like I put, you know, a couple of hundred dollars if I can into um, a coin. It's like, you know, buying stock in something. If you wanted to buy, you know, $200 in Apple stock. And you see it grow over the year or whatever. And, and it, you know, it's exactly the same uh, thing you're doing, except um, the cryptocurrency space tends to uh, waffle a lot. So um, you might see these uh, phrases called HODL, H-O-D-L, hold on for dear life. Um, <clears throat> and that's like that's really based on the fact that like the cryptocurrency space um, goes up and down a lot, a lot. And um, so that goes to say, if you um, can't stomach that type of those type of swings, do not get into it. Also, if you don't have money to invest, do not do it. 
You know, um, it, it's not something that is going to like change your life all of a sudden. And, you know, this is my ticket out. And some people do think that, but I would do my own research, um, listener. And, you know, there's a lot of great research out there, um, especially now uh, in, in cryptocurrency, in um in blockchain, in uh, decentralized finance, uh, which Ethereum's uh, network is really um, built to to deal with smart contracts, quote smart contracts. And what that is, is um, that's basically the underpinning um, technology behind NFTs or non-fungible tokens, where <clears throat> you can have a, a unique uh, token uh, because it is... Um, it is uh, it is computed through blockchain and it's not central to one host and it's pinging through everyone who hosts or uh, mines uh, Ethereum or whatever, right? So uh, Ethereum is the platform and the coin um, of that platform and it's uh, based on how um, much it takes to to run um, the power that it takes to run these things, these smart contracts. And... You know, if you have a smart contract, then there's no need for a middleman. It's me and you. And, you know, if I send you the thing that you want from me, let's say, you know, I don't know, a gold ring uh, that I'm trying to sell and you get it, then the smart contract then releases. <clears throat> and there's no in between like an eBay taking 1% or tracking the thing or whatever. Does that make sense? So... Um, you know, it's a more one-to-one dynamic in, you know, in the exchange of services and goods. Now, Ethereum, the coin, is, um, you know, right now, let me check what, what it's going at right now. Ethereum uh, is uh, clocking in at 39.46, right now, 3,946 per coin. So that's a lot of money. <laughs> to throw at a coin, but a lot of um, brokerages and um, crypto uh, spaces, you can uh, buy parts of coins and stuff like that and see how it goes up and down. Um, obviously, the capital gains tax remains the same for um, your investments, whether they are coin or they are stock. Um, you're you're going to be taxed way less if you hold on to that security um, or that coin for over one calendar year. If you don't, before that, it'll be you'll be taxed as it was income, which is a lot more. And the capital gains tax after years, depending on what you make and how much you make, it's it's significantly lower. So um, that's kind of the base uh, knowledge I have. I hope that makes sense. It helps. Um, if you're toying with the idea of getting into it, there's a lot of cool places you can go. You know, there's Coinbase. Crypto.com is a new place now. Um and there's all these different things about like hosted stuff versus like cold wallets where you can like actually have the coin in your possession in a like in a in a like a in a digital wallet. So do your research. There's a lot of stuff out there. Hope that helps. Okay. Next question. <laughs> this one's a little longer, but I think I could answer it a shorter way. Okay. This person says, "My three-part question is uh, Fokker here, second gen Phil Am. So I've been wanting to tap into my spiritual side lately, energy, crystals, meditation, tarot, maybe ancestral communication in the future, etc. 
But I've never looked into Crystal's energy before because I always thought it's something only white women who do yoga. But I've been listening to the show for a while and I've been inspired by you to look into it. So where, how do I get started on the research and when doing so? How do I avoid reading things written by some privileged Sarah Ann? <laughs> that made me laugh. Now I've got to get in touch with my ancestors when I already feel so disconnected from my roots. Any advice, insight would be helpful because I'm a total newbie. Okay, listener, I'm a newbie too. We're all newbies, but I'm glad that you're exploring your spirituality, whatever that means to you. I think that's a really, it's an important thing for our time. Um, now that we live in a world that's been secularized, which thank God we don't, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't, we finally have like a separation of whoever's church and my state of being, my my state of mind. But um, and now we get to pick up the pieces and you know, choose, kind of like what we were talking about with the traditions. Like we get to choose our spirituality and, and figure it out by ourselves. And so I'm very happy that you're you're pursuing this. Um, as, as, as it comes to tarot crystals, the woo woo of it all, you know, for me, it's a, it's a practice that I built into my own, um, my life by picking up the things I like once again, you know? Uh, so how do I, how did I do that? First, I, I went on YouTube, num a number one, and I watched a lot of videos by, um, black queer black witches <laughs> which i knew like I, I had the same exact thing with you the whole like you know um the live laugh love the it's wine o'clock somewhere kind of like kellyanne of it all uh, of the woo woo and, and don't worry you know like that just because that is like the marketing face of it doesn't mean that's everything and you can find your own way into it um so i looked at a lot of videos from black uh, queer witches these days um uh, I also have been looking at some videos. I subscribed to some videos with um, Filipino Americans, uh, specifically a gay Filipino, a queer Filipino. Um, and their um, thing is called Eat, Read, Love, Inc. on um, on YouTube. And it's just real fun. And, and they do readings. And, of course, it's like general readings and stuff like that. But um, that's a nice way to kind of get started by – um, watching people you like and, and seeing how it resonates with you. Also, um, I was reading Alexander Chi's book and in his, his um, autobiograph, uh, how to write an autobiographic novel. And in there, he talks about tarot, and that's the first time I really was interested in tarot because of him and he, the way he talked about it as a um, personal practice for him and doing readings for others. And and inside, he said, um, "Hey, uh, what's it called?" You, you, the way you're supposed to first uh, traditionally, the the way you're supposed to get your first tarot deck is, um, you don't buy it, someone buys it for you, and, and it's this thing. And then someone bought one for him, and he started. And so I I kind of like put that out there. And my friend Benda, who uh, a great friend of mine, she bought me one for my birthday, uh, a tarot deck. And since then, I've been really diving into tarot and I bought a lot of books on it, and um, not just like reference books of what the cards mean, but you know, uh, like the approaches and like a, a more holistic approach to tarot and like, what does this mean? Uh, I, there's a, I forgot what her first name is, but her last name is Wen, W-E-N. She wrote this book called uh, Holistic Tarot and she's a Chinese American and she talks about being an Asian American and kind of like reconciling this, um, this like kind of like white tarot card thing. And, and taking what she's learned from it and all the like mystical knowledge or whatever the fuck like happened before us and then how she incorporated it back into her life. So I uh, highly recommend that book. 
Uh, and, you know, you can't do it wrong. That's all I got to say. Um, be interested. Be curious. Uh, and all it really is for me is a way to practice. Um, it's a meditation. You, I get to listen to myself, listen to my gut, listen to my intuition, uh, and have a, a conversation and and um, have a a purpose driven kind of week. I pull cards every week and I try to like meditate upon these cards and think about like what what themes are coming up in my life. What are the things that I know I'm avoiding? I know I'm not doing. And the cards will absolutely show me every week, bitch. You better fucking turn that over. You better pick that up. You got to get that application and like they, you know, like. And you can do this in any way. You can do this by throwing a bunch of sticks into the <laughs> into the grass and being like, "Oh my God, I see, um, you know, I, I see those envelopes that I have to send out for Patreon." <laughs> so, it, 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 whatever way it works to like calm your mind and, and and make a spiritual and personal practice for yourself to grow and to be more open and to be, you know, a more empathetic human and be better, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. Whatever Christianity used to do for us, now we get to do it ourselves. And, you know, YouTube's a huge space. So anyway, hope that helps. Thank you so much for your questions. We're, we love answering questions, so please, please submit via Instagram. Uh, our email is ajumashow at gmail.com. Check out the Patreon. Leave us a review. Thank you so much. Love you, love you, love you. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Audio.